Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com. Tyler has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line and says, so, Spec is cherry-picking the fact that uh, Carolina and Toronto are out in their analytics stream. Somebody needs to tell Spec that Pittsburgh, Washington, Tampa, and Colorado are also big into analytics as is Vegas. Hmm, interesting. We're going to head off into the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement, bet on it. And we welcome back to the show a man who's hired and gotten analytics people hired. He's the former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning. He started Octagon's agency, the number one pick in the 1983 NHL entry draft, Brian Lawton, for our friends at Wow Factor Desserts. Help yourself to irresistible dessert delights at their new retail location, 3508 56th Avenue in Edmonton, or click online at wowfactordesserts.com. Hello, Brian. How are you doing? That's all true, Bob. I'm doing well. And the reason that I love analytics and I believe in it for an organization is because all the mistakes I made as an agent where I passed on kids like Duncan Keith and mentors uh, just led me to conclude there's a better way to do it. And I consider myself an elite scout that picked many more good players than bad, but it doesn't matter how good you are. You need this additional information. It just makes your decisions that much better. Organizations that don't have it, Probably the biggest loss to them is that they're missing the low-hanging fruit because there's still a lot of it left in the NHL. All right. When you were a GM in Tampa Bay, who did you hire? I hired a guy by the name of Michael Peterson. This was back in 2009. Michael was a mathematician from a small school in Central Florida. Very, very academic. Very little hockey background. This was early on in this whole revolution. We hired Michael. The first day I walked him down to the coach's office and I said, to the coaches, meet your new best friend. We started him there. He's gone on and done an incredible job for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Steve Eisman almost let him go when he took over. There was a little bit of begging and groveling to give him a chance. I think Stevie loved him by the time his time was done in Tampa. 
And if you looked at the trade that they made for Tanner Janot, the trade went down on a Sunday night because you told me the trade was going down. And I'd reached out to a couple of people in our organization to, you know, because it was not out there yet. Uh, the Golden Bears were playing that night. I remember I was driving to the arena. Um, and the line afterwards from Julian Breesbaugh about the draft capital that he gave up and factoring in the window of going and getting Tanner Janot right now. And why? Because, I mean, Janot was an atypical analytics player. I mean, he's he's a physical, tough guy. He was compromised the entire playoff series against Tampa Bay. But that's all part and parcel to the, the valuations that an analytics team would, as an example, have for the actual draft capital, isn't it? It is. It's 100%. You know, I think for years, we've all, particularly uh, in the past, we really overvalued the value of draft picks. We just have. That's kind of the prevailing thought out there. When you think about it, how many guys really make it? Yes, you tend to get a lot of your key players. And yes, the teams that seem to win championships appear to have their Datsuks or Zetterbergs. I don't really count the Federoffs when I'm talking about Detroit, obviously, but only because there was some discounts for guys way back when due to them playing overseas and not really being a strong possibility to come. So and we, and we might actually see a little bit of that this year in this draft just by chance. So that'll be interesting to watch how that plays out. Can you explain that to me? How so? Uh, there's one player in the top five right now on most teams that I talk to. That's Russian. Okay. Oh. has a deal with St. Petersburg. And... He's got a contract till twenty four, twenty five, and it's very likely that he won't come over before that. So he's going to he's going to fall. He's going to fall. He, in my opinion, he will definitely fall. But the reports are so strong on him; his game is strong enough where I don't think he'll fall as far as people think. But I don't believe he'll be picked in the top five. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because how do you compare? Leagues to leagues, and this sort of stuff was being done in in, in, in rotisserie style baseball, base you know baseball abstract, Bill James, all that kind of stuff back in the nineteen eighties. Like, how do you compare the uh, the old American Association to the PCL? The PCL, where which was the league Edmonton was in, uh, had you know higher offensive numbers because they had smaller uh, smaller parks, all that kind of stuff. It's 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 really intriguing to me. I mean. I also have theories you need to fish where uh, the fish are for the success of your organization, Brian. So as an example, I look at historically the Edmonton Oilers. They've had success out of the WHL, the OHL, um, and then Sweden and Finland. They haven't had a lot of success historically out of the QMJHL, uh, nor have they had great success in certain parts of the U.S., like Blaine, uh, Minnesota, they've had success. They went out, they Matt Hendricks and Nick Bugstead, two pretty good guys that fit in and kind of are Midwest kind of guys, and, you know, they made sense in Edmonton. Can you can you drop, like, if you know that your ability to retain players, because I'm looking at, like, Calgary. You know, they, they couldn't get Adam Fox to commit there, and then Goodrow... You know, eventually went to free agency and Kachuk forced the situation out of the, They're all American players. Should you be factoring that in? I mean, you've been in the chair as a general manager. Granted, you were in Tampa. You guys could pretty much get anybody. But should an organization be factoring stuff like that in? That's bizarre to me for Calgary because 
even though we're talking on Edmonton Radio, Calgary's a wonderful place to live. And certainly I'm biased, having played in the NHL for a number of games and lots of games in Calgary. I just always thought Calgary was wonderful. So those results don't fit for me because it's not everywhere that players don't want to play, but Calgary just shouldn't be that spot. Even for a guy like Adam Fox, he could say, well, Adam Fox always knew he wanted to play for the Rangers. That was kind of his team. Blah, blah, blah. We changed the rules. So if these guys go four years, and you know, yeah. they pick where they want to go. Those were changes that uh, I was not really involved. But we had a player by the name of Jimmy Slater that kind of set really all of that in motion. Jimmy was a guy that... Winnipeg Atlanta first rounder, had. right? Or Atlanta first rounder. He went like 30th. Atlanta first rounder. Yeah. He went exactly 30th overall. Yeah. We had the work stoppage then, and Jimmy was a guy that the work stoppage got settled after July 1, and his rights had expired, and nobody knew what to do with him. So that was kind of a hybrid solution. Well, if they play four years, then they can do what they want, but you own them up until then, which is different than junior. They only own a player for a couple of years, and they re-enter the draft. So you got to understand all that, and you got to take it into consideration to get back to your original question. And you talk about those things as an organization, but it should be every organization's goal to make sure that you're a destination. Every organization in the NHL has selling points. The Edmonton Oilers right now, we could say Edmonton was eh, not really a place a lot of American players wanted to go to. And yet you've had a lot of American players go there and do well. Doug Waite, Bill Guerin. It's your history. Yeah. They, they jump right off, that, the page, right off the page at you. So... It's not impossible, but the reality is that Edmonton right now is in a much better position based off of their two-star players. The fact that they're probably the most exciting team in the NHL to watch. I think fans are getting a dose of that right now, certainly in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, And that's sellable because anybody that needs to rehabilitate their career right now that's a good player that had an off year that's going to get a little bit stuffed in the UFA market should want to go to Edmonton should be at the top of their list. We could say Evander Kane somewhat fell into that. He chose Edmonton because the quality of the team and the players he'd be able to play with. And yes, I don't want to insult everybody in Edmonton. I'm sure he liked the city. He's a Western Canadian kid. Certainly didn't prevent him from going there. That's yeah. just the way the world is right now. Well, I'll give you a scenario with Connor Brown who's represented by Jeff Jackson, whose career took off in Erie, playing for Chris Doblock, but playing on a line with Connor McDavid. I mean, I think he was like minus, he might have been minus, he might have been minus 60 the year before McDavid got there. And then he ended up, you know, and, and so now he's in a situation where he's coming off a bad injury, tore his Achilles, and as a result, he qualifies as a guy who you could give a bonus laden contract to. Maybe you give him a million and a half base, and he can make another two million if he plays over 70 games or something like that, and that goes to next year's cap, which is important because it doesn't sound like this year's cap's going to increase that much. So is that the type of player, like if you were Jeff, would you advise Connor Brown, look, you might want to look at Edmonton because you can drive numbers and jumpstart your career. And oh, by the way, you've had success playing with McDavid before. Yeah, absolutely you would. And of course, Jeff you know, knows the history. Ken knows the history. I'm certain those guys. If and when it's legal, assuming he doesn't sign, we'll have that conversation. Unless somebody's willing to step up and do something that feels like 
a real big indication that you think he's going to be 100% and he's going to play better than you believe uh, he left it in Ottawa, Washington, then, yeah, sure, that could happen. But it, it feels like exactly what you said should happen. can't say for sure that would be Edmonton. It could be other teams as well. Tampa Bay, I would think, could offer a pretty nice landing spot. Yep. They don't have a lot of money. Got some pretty good players. There's a lot of teams that could Toronto for that matter. Because who knows? We'll see. But yes, I would think that Edmonton would be all over that. By the way, Connor Brown in 11-12 in Erie, but that was the year before McDavid went there, was minus 72. Two years later, he led the OHL in points with 128 and had uh, 44, was plus 44 with 45 goals. He has had, uh, let's see, uh, two 20-goal seasons in the NHL. He had a real good year a couple of years ago in Ottawa where he had 21 goals. He's he's a good player. He's a very useful player. Epstein's mother is Texas. Um, we've got Brian Lawton on for our friends at Wow Factor Desserts. Help yourself to irresistible dessert delights at their new retail location, 3508 56th Avenue in Edmonton, or click at wowfactordesserts.com. Uh, Epstein's mother says, Bob, can you ask Brian, based on you know the fact that he's been a manager in the league and his connections uh, with the, the NHL network and all that, who are the top six or eight team teams he thinks uh, from an analytics perspective in the NHL? The top teams for me are, and not in any particular order, I would say the top five would be definitely Carolina. Yeah. All right, we could say Carolina, who I picked to do really well, who has lost every game by less than a goal, is driven by their really impressive D, and I have to give it to them for going out and getting Brent Burns at this age, playing him 82 games, him getting... Like 61 points and leading their team in ice time and being a perfect fit for Jacob Slavin. Right. That's really good analytically. And I got San Jose to pay $2.8 million of the salary. So he's down to a 5.2 defenseman. Got a couple years left. A hell of a call. A yeah. lot of analytics went into that. You got to give them credit. Michael Peterson is top notch in Tampa. No doubt about that. People would have no idea. You know, for me, so, yes, I hired Michael. Yes, I got Tim Barnes hired for the Washington Capitals. Yes, I'm good friends with Sonny Mets. I've worked with all these guys. And the one thing that they get is game theory. They understand what their job is and how they can help a hockey team. They're not making a final decision, but they're bringing the information forward. And the information could be player evaluations, pro and amateur now, although no one's doing as good a work in amateur as they are in pro because it's tougher with past history and a lot of it's based on past history. Right. But they also can help you figure out strategically how the team can play better, which players like Brent Burns would be a perfect fit for Jacob Slavin. <laughs> There's all kinds of areas that come out of understanding game theory. And the guys that I like and the teams that do well do that. Vegas does very, very well. You know, Vegas should not have beat Edmonton on the surface. Edmonton had the better players, but Vegas had more depth. They've made moves strategically over the years. Mark Stone, Alex Petrangelo, Jack Eichel. None of these guys are as good as Leon and Connor. That's just a fact. But collectively, it looks like they're on their way to the Stanley Cup final. That's impressive. They do a good job. Boston does a better job than you think. Toronto, I thought, pulled it together and did a good job. But I always give them a little bit of a demerit because they never quite got their ass to help get your point. Yeah. Right, for me. 
And that's just a nice way to say him too much in their core four. Should have had another defenseman of real quality, and they would have got over the hump, and they'd probably be on the way, on their way. But, you know, the GM is going to make the final decision. Right. Kyle Dubas is, a, is an excellent GM. Um, probably a little bit of inexperience in being so attached to some of his players, making some statements about, we're going to keep you here, that we're not in the best interest of the organization, in my opinion. I think Kyle's excellent. I wouldn't be surprised if he's managing Pittsburgh. But somebody needed to convince him that we need to change our just our composition a little bit in terms of how our money is allocated. I've said that over the years. They've gone on and had great regular seasons. I think they've stuffed me on that. But ultimately, you don't manage a club for any reason other than to win in the playoffs. Well, and it should be stated, I mean, stats, you can manipulate them any way you want. Florida, their expected goals is they would have only won four of the 15 playoff games they played so far. Uh, The Oilers outshot Vegas 75-53 in the final two games of the series and got badly beaten 5v5. In, in terms of goals for and goals against goal share, but the, the reality is they probably created enough opportunities. They went a little bit quiet at certain times and they didn't get enough stops and, you know, you had a goaltender steal game six. Um, just uh, one more. For, did you read the uh, story uh, out of Pittsburgh on uh, in The Athletic about uh, Brian Burke and I Ron Hicks? Re- oh, my God. Wow. Uh, I, I saw the story by Rob Rossi. I have not read it yet today. I speak to both these people occasionally. Tell me what it said, and I'll tell you what's true or not. Well, he basically just said that Hextall wanted to go a different direction than sticking with the core three players, and uh, and then started shipping. You know, Sullivan didn't want to play Casperi uh, Kapanen. Hextall believed in him as a player, and then they put a couple guys on waivers on father's trips when they're sitting there having dinner with their dads, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and some of this I am aware of, and some of my I am not. There was a disconnect there. There was some different things that were. Uh, going on there were some different philosophies right uh the team wasn't big i think there was a feeling they should have been a little bit bigger yes uh there was a little bit of despair over the john marino trade still early on that to be fair to ty smith who was awesome in the western hockey league as everyone knows on this phone call but um yeah yeah there's a lot to unpack there ultimately we'll see what they come up with for their new management and what direction they take it in it is of note that Mike Sullivan is involved in the interview process. I played with Mike. He's a good guy. He was an assistant coach for me in Tampa. He's a very knowledgeable guy, but there just seemed like there was a little bit of a disconnect. Oh, there's no, there's no question about it that there was. A, I mean, you got to read the story. It's, it's really something. Brian, we love having you on the show. When we have you on next week, uh, is there any chance that uh, either the Dallas Stars or the Carolina Hurricanes are still playing by a week from now? No, for the Dallas Stars, unfortunately. Possibly for Carolina, if you forget about the score and you just look at the games and where they've been. But, uh, you know, Carolina, as great as they are, they're driven by their D, but they've been exposed up front. Uh, Sebastian Ajo has really been the only effective forward for all the games, and he hasn't been able to push it to a high enough level to get him over the top. So um, my, my guess would be no. But I would at least give them a chance if they can win one, and let's see what happens. They got great coaching. They do have an awesome D. 
Bobrovsky's just playing so well that it feels unlikely. Yeah. Love having you on the show, Brian. Thanks for your time. My pleasure, Bob. Thank you. That is the former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, most recently with the NHL Network, uh, interviewed for um, multiple times for a GM job last year in the West, uh, was the guy that started Octagon's player agency. That's the agency that has Leon Dreisaitl, by the way, and uh, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, um, and was the number one pick in the 1983 NHL entry draft. Brian Lawton for friends at Wow Factor Desserts. Help yourself to irresistible dessert delights at their new retail location, 3508 56th Avenue in Edmonton, or click on wowfactordesserts.com. Do you want to tell you guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Book your celebration for the census today at jvedmonton.ca. It's uh, 125. We'll step out. This is Oilers Now. Tina Turner passing away today at the age of 83. The Edmonton Oilers last won the Stanley Cup in 1990. Molstar produced a uh, video of the playoffs that year. This was the song that they uh, used to roll out as the Edmonton Oilers were celebrating the uh, the tea party in Boston. En route to a rather convincing uh, four games to one series victory in which they outscored the Boston Bruins 21-8. to Glenn Anderson lit Ray Bork up twice in that game with just just undressed him. Uh, Craig Simpson, Glenn Anderson, and Mark Messi were off the charts in the final two games of that series. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update and come back with the Cult of Hockey's David Staples. Uh, we're going to, yeah, we're going to go to uh, the one and the only Randy Kilburn and then back with David.